0: Hot as a blue Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room No space to rent in this town you're out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic's stuck And you're not moving
1: Welcome to Mondays with Millie, a podcast about the past with real relevance to the present day. I'm your host Phil Christofaro, and in this podcast series, I interview my 90-year-old mother-in-law, Doreen, who I affectionately call Millie, about her ordinary life and the extraordinary events which influenced it. Millie has witnessed firsthand some incredible things across 10 decades. This is a personal history Which gives us some perspective about life's triumphs and challenges.
0: In the mud, in the maze of her imagination, you love this town, even if that doesn't ring true.
1: Episode number five, season seven of Mondays with Millie. After 12 months of having her beloved daughter and grandchildren living just a short walk from her St. Anne's home, there's a price to pay, and Millie faces the hardest part saying goodbye. Please enjoy this episode of Mondays with Millie.
0: Right in front of you, see the canyons broken by cloud. See the tuna fleets clearing the sea out See the bedouin friars at night See the oil field at first light and See the bird with a leaf in her mouth After the flood all the colors came out Day Day It was a beautiful day let it get away, it's a beautiful day. Don't let it get away, it's a beautiful day. Don't let it get away,
1: it's a beautiful day. Don't let it get away. Welcome everybody to episode number five, season seven of Mondays with Millie. Um, and we've got a good couple of episodes sort of lined up this week and for next week. Um, but uh, this week I want to cover, uh, the, go into the, the period that uh, my family was in the UK for for the 12 months.
2: <laughs> well, of course, I was absolutely delighted, you know. My arms weren't big enough to hold them. It was so exciting. And, of course, I would managed to find you a bungalow very close by to live in because my place wasn't big enough. It's all right for visits, but not for spending 12 months in. You know, it would have been too crowded. So I found you the place in Shepherd Road nearby. Mm. And uh, that was quite nice, wasn't it, really? Nice bungalow. And it was just so exciting and exciting. Uh, I don't know. They just, they they just seemed to fall in with the English way of life. They they didn't uh, they didn't seem to flap at all, you know. Neve settled in very quickly at the nursery school, and uh, of course Flynn went to Mayfield, didn't he? And I know he must have found it difficult because w- weren't they a year ahead? Didn't they put him in a class a yeah. year ahead?
1: Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah.
2: They did, yes, they did, and I know he found that difficult. But um, uh, it was funny when uh, it's only recently that he 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 reminded me about this. Um, When I used to babysit for you on the occasions you went out for together, you know, to meet friends, uh, he'd go to bed at the normal time, and then invariably an hour later his head would appear round the door. I can't sleep. I'm hungry. That was, that was his clue, really, you know, for, it was his, for for coming in and sitting down. So I'd get him a biscuit and a drink of milk. And then he'd sort of go very quiet. And I'd say, well, it's time you went back to bed now. And, you know, he watched the clock and he'd say, isn't it time for the NCIS? <laughs> he knew I loved NCIS. <laughs> and he'd sit there and watch NCIS with me. And then I'd say, You'd better go to bed now, it's really late, you know, when it has been on and now. and he was reminding me about that not long ago and but his version now is that you used to make me watch n c i s
1: he's yeah. turned that right around, hasn't he? Yeah, he's very good absolutely. at that as as a twenty year old he's still very good at that <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> oh that was quite funny.
1: Do do you think yeah. spending time with them at that age really set up a really close relationship. relationship? Yeah.
2: Oh yes, absolutely yes, yes. Because I got I got to know their characters and I got to know exactly well the way they thought about things, you know. And even at five and three, well, six and three, it was um, you you can really tell the nature of a child, you can. You can tell the characters, you know. I mean, t- uh, Neve was very much laid back compared to Flynn. I think she still is, isn't she?
1: <laughs> well, when it comes to yeah. doing jobs, she definitely is. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think yes. you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah.
2: She, it's as though nothing phased her. Nothing phases her now. You know, Where Flynn will get stuck in. He's a, he's a hard worker. And he's a deep thinker <laughs> you know he 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 really is a deep thinker, and I think neve just i think neve will just wander through life really being nice to people. she has got a reputation of being a very nice person, hasn't she you yes, know a very gentle does. nature she does
1: yeah. and she's she's um she's a real relationships person,
2: she, yes she yes. Builds-
1: Builds friendships easily and. and um,
2: Well, I think she takes after you like that. I think she does, you know. Yeah. I'd well, they, they voted so. her, didn't they, for school captain in the junior school? She was voted in as school captain.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, she was actually um, in yeah. her final year of primary school. But. Yes. Um, so, how did you, how would you have described as young children when you say they're personalities came out what sort of things showed themselves in terms of their character what how did you how could you well, you I, were getting to know them as people really in that 12 months weren't you
2: oh yes oh yes. well F- Flynn of course you uh I think he could be a bit obstinate but he was never um obstructive let's put it that way you know if you wanted him to do something he'd He'd try and get out of it if he if he didn't want to do it, but then eventually he'd capitulate and and give in with easy grace. I found I found him very easy to handle, actually. Uh, you know, he, he was quite smart. Couldn't pull the wool over his eyes like you could with, with Neve. Mind I know she was younger, but um if if you if you offered Ne Neve a piece of cake, she'd be happy or cheese. She loved cheese, I remember that. She was a real uh, cheese face. So when they they'd come home from school and and we'd have snacks, you know, to put them on till dinner time. And as long as she had some cheese, she was quite happy. Uh, and Flynn, of course, would eat anything anyway that you gave him. <laughs> but yes, they, they'd come home and and have the snacks and and watch television or something. They'd be quite. Occasionally, they'd argue about what was on television. And Neve could Neve could stand up for herself. I think she irritated him quite a lot at times. You know, <laughs> she'd get on his nerves. We'll put it that way.
1: <laughs> well, if you had you had sometimes those inclement days where you were stuck inside, so you needed uh, yes. each child yes. needed their own space to to play and you know, do things. Yes,
2: that's right. I think yes. I
1: think we were very lucky actually. We weren't didn't we met those that Australian couple. He was a pilot. He was flying he was a Qantas pilot. He was flying with doing a sabbatical year, flying with jet two and they were living in Lytham and I think they gave us all these toys. Boxes and boxes oh, yes. of toys. Yes. Do you remember that?
2: And also I had the loan of a beautiful doll's house. That a a friend from church lent me. And I was always a bit scared that, not that things would get damaged, but that they wouldn't, you know, that they'd get mislaid or something, get mixed up with other toys, you see. But they never did. They were always very careful with the doll's house. So that was good.
1: I think I remember Flynn was really taken with ancient history. He, He inherited my love of history and he had that, that little Roman fort I think we bought it on eBay yes with those little Roman soldiers and and uh, he was fascinated with the Egyptians it was actually a, a a great pleasure of ours to take the kids to to Egypt for that week and um, and go and explore the valley of the kings and just to have your children see something like that was just yeah, pretty amazing.
2: And and, uh, and and when you went back, uh, didn't uh, Neve started in the first year of school, I think? And she was telling this tale about Egypt, and the teacher didn't believe her. She didn't believe that she'd actually been to Egypt. <laughs> and she said something to, I seem to remember, she said something to, to Kirsten about the vivid imagination. And uh, she thinks she's been telling us about Egypt. And Kirsten said, "Oh yes, of course, yes, we've we've been to Egypt. She's been to Egypt. She knows all about Egypt." <laughs> the woman was quite startled. She thought she thought she was making it all up. <laughs> well,
1: she does have a vivid imagination, but you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> so what? And
2: I remember. And I, I remember you, you. You went on a holiday when you were there. And and she saw this um, cardboard cutout in the hotel. They were advertising belly dancing classes, and uh, and she was fascinated with this. And all she wanted to do was go to the belly dancing class. And eventually, Kirsten took her and showed her this belly dancing class. And she was oh, she was full of it. And she could really. And she had she persuaded her to buy her this outfit, this belly dancing costume. And do you remember when you went home and your mother was poorly, I think she was in hospital, and Neve put this belly dancing outfit on <laughs> and went to to show her this and danced for her. Do you remember that?
1: Yes, yeah, I do, I do.
2: That was lovely, yeah, yes.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it was one of those outfits that is not going to fit you for very long, so you better make no. it <laughs> It was. It was a gorgeous little outfit, actually. It had yes, all the sequins it and the, it made all the noises. Yeah, yeah <laughs> all beautiful. the jingly bits. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. Yes, she loved it.
1: So, how did yeah. you? How did you find? You know, knowing that that twelve months was going to come to an end, how did you deal with well, the, the disappointment and the the anguish that came with separation? Well.
2: Well, one thing was that, of course, that your mother was still very poorly, and I'd had you for a year, and felt a little bit guilty about that because we knew she was very poorly, and she needed you back home, and I was already planning my next trip <laughs> before you left, but I did miss you dreadfully, especially the children and and you know, when Kirsten used to pop in well, I saw you every day, actually, didn't I. Mm. I saw you every day, if it was only for a half an hour. Yes, um, I did miss you. But it was wonderful that you'd managed to come over and stay stay for a whole year with me. It's a year I've never forgotten. Mm. And every time I go past the school, I always think about them. I stand and watch the children playing outside, the boys playing football, you know, and imagine Flynn being there with them.
1: Hmm. it's um it's a bittersweet memory isn't it you know
2: it is it is but i mean the thing is i did have that time with them you know so this is what you have to remember when you've had lovely memories they can't take those away from you can they
1: Uh, no no matter how
2: how we're locked up or whatever they decide to do with with um you know things now with the with uh COVID and everything, they can't take those memories away from
1: me. Uh, yeah, they're beautiful memories, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I, I know that any, any, um, you know, sort of, you watch teenage kids sometimes and, you know, it's an awkward stage of life, isn't it? But <clears throat> both of our children absolutely love you to bits and they, they love, they, they love your sense of humor and they love getting on FaceTime with you and um you you have a very um easy way with them and and um they're never lost for words they all for, always no. feel very comfortable to share what's happening in their lives with you and it's um that's true yes yes they're yeah.
2: not like a lot of t- well of course uh, Flynn's 20 now but uh, Yeah, they've they've never been like that, you know, Um, I've always asked them questions and they've always given me an answer and even though they perhaps might be a bit embarrassed, they still tell me (laughs) what was going on, whatever, you know, they've never been uh, uh, shy to talk to me about things and they always find time to talk to me as well, which is, is lovely because, you know, with a lot of young people, they're very busy and they're coming and going and haven't really got a lot of time to talk to old people a lot of them but you but all my grandchildren have been I've been very very lucky Mm. they've always had time for me
1: well you make your own luck I think you know you've built Mm -hmm. you've built those relationships with all of those people (coughs) those as as young you know we, we talk about those formative years of being present, of being around when children are really young and impressionable, they really need their grandparents. They need that extended family around them, and yeah, we 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 consider it an absolute wonderful part of their growing up that they got to spend that year in England. Um, yes, it, was it was actually was actually very nice for you to have Christmas Flynn just made it before. COVID sort of hit, didn't he? And he had Christmas with you last year. That's...
2: Oh, that was wonderful, yes. That was wonderful when he came came over for Christmas. It really was. And uh, and we met him in London first, and then he went up to Scotland to see Paul. And that was, that was lovely that he'd gone all that way just to see Paul and Sylvia and the dogs, of course, all the dogs. Uh, and then he came back here for Christmas. It was lovely. Yeah. And that was his first time he'd been abroad on his own, wasn't it? Well, with his friend Tyler. Uh. But without the family, not in a family situation. It it just seems so strange now that they're quite excited about going to Queensland for a week when they've travelled all over the world. (laughs) And suddenly... Queensland's exciting to them, you know, Wow. Well, because they haven't been to go anywhere.
1: That's right. We've got a few, co, a couple of COVID outbreaks at the moment. New South Wales have locked down and closed, people have closed their borders. We're just hoping we can get to Wednesday without any more lockdowns so that hopefully Queensland doesn't close their, their border or Victoria doesn't close the border to Queensland. Oh, oh, fingers good. crossed. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm.
0: Pretty dodgy, isn't it? Up through the stony ground There's no room No space to rent in this town You're out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic stuck And you're not moving anywhere You thought you'd found out of That doesn't See the tuna fleets clearing the sea out. See the Bedouin flies at night. See the oil fields at first light. And see the bird with a leaf in her mouth. After the flood, all the colors came out. Day. Day. It was a beautiful day. beautiful day, don't let it get away, it's a beautiful day.